Thank you for joining us for this episode of the IPI Policy Basics Podcast. Today's topic is Nobody Knows How to Make a Pencil. We're coming to you today from the studios of Salem Media Group in Dallas, Texas. I'm Tom Giovanetti, the president of the Institute for Policy Innovation. With our IPI Policy Basics podcasts, we are building an audio library on basic policy concepts and topics for students and candidates and for policy nerds and for interested citizens who want to learn and understand how to think about policy or get up to speed on a particular issue. And so today I'm going to talk through an important illustration about how to think about policy called Nobody Knows How to Make a Pencil. Now, when you first hear me say nobody knows how to make a pencil, that doesn't seem like that would be true because after all, there are millions and billions of pencils lying around everywhere. But what I mean is that no single person knows all of the skills and all of the processes necessary in order to make a pencil. And this is not original to me. In fact, what we're going to talk about today is a famous essay, well, famous in the policy nerd world anyway, a famous essay called I Pencil by an economist named Leonard Reed who wrote it in 1958. And he wrote the essay about I Pencil to illustrate the miracle of free people engaging freely in free markets and voluntary cooperation with each other as opposed to central government planning. So the story of I Pencil goes like this. It's, to, it's told firsthand the pencil is speaking, and the pencil has a chip on its shoulder because the pencil thinks that no one appreciates how fully complex the pencil is. And so the pencil goes on to talk about all of the different things that are required to make a pencil. For instance, the graphite for the pencil comes from Sri Lanka. It has to be mined, and it has to be processed, and it has to be shipped, and it has to be extruded. The cedar wood comes from California and Oregon, and it has to be grown, and it has to be harvested, and it has to be milled, and it has to be run through a lathe to be shaped properly. The paint and lacquer come from castor bean oil. Someone has to grow the castor beans. Someone has to harvest the castor beans, process the paint, process the lacquer, package it, and ship it. There's an eraser on the end, probably made out of rubber. Someone has to plant the rubber trees. Someone has to harvest the rubber. Someone has to process it and turn it into rubber. Someone has to mill it and shape it to put in the pencil. There's a little piece of metal, which I've recently learned is called a ferrule, and the ferrule has to be made out of zinc and copper. The metal has to be mined. It has to be refined. Metallurgists with degrees in metallurgy have to figure out how to combine it and make it into that magical little wrapper that holds the eraser on. And so the point here is that no single person possesses all of the skills and all of the knowledge to make something as simple as a pencil. So then think about all the other goods and commodities in the economy that are far more complex than a pencil. Uh, there's a new children's book that's recently been written called Nobody Knows How to Make a Pizza. And it's, it's a modernization of this same lesson. It talks about all the trouble that you have to go to, all the different ingredients that have to be created and, and perfected in order to make something as simple as a pizza. Every once in a while, you'll see a story in the news about somebody who decides, for instance, I, I think the last one I saw a couple years ago was somebody who decided that they wanted to make a chicken sandwich, but they wanted to make everything about the chicken sandwich themselves. 
which goes all the way back to growing the wheat for the bread, growing the yeast, growing the chickens, every single thing that was involved in making a chicken sandwich. And you read this article, and it takes the better part of a year for this guy to make a chicken sandwich. And, of course, he spends thousands and thousands of dollars to make this one chicken sandwich. And that's sort of a similar illustration to what we're talking about here with the pencil, that no single person has all the skills necessary to make something as simple as a pencil. And even if they did, it wouldn't make any sense. Now, why is this illustration so important? It's important for a couple of reasons. It's an argument against this impulse that government has and that government bureaucrats have to direct everything from the top. Uh, Central planning is what we call this in the policy world. There's There's this impulse that governments have that somehow if we get the best and the brightest and the smartest people, they can figure out the best way for the economy to work from the top down and decree how everything is supposed to happen. Now, the ultimate example of this, of course, is communism, where in the Soviet Union, for instance, you had the five-year plan, and the government would literally decide how many cars are to be made and how much bread is to be baked and what the prices will be. And we saw how that played out in the Soviet Union. It just flat didn't work. And when I was a young person, we would see photographs of people standing in line at the store of housewives standing in line, hoping to get a loaf of bread that day because central planning just didn't work. Now, the SAI pencil, as I said, was written in 1958. It was written sort of almost at the at the apex of the Soviet Union. It was written at the time when even a lot of people in the United States thought that the Soviet Union was a great example of central planning and how well everything was going. Well, of course, as history proved, that was a lie. That was a mirage. In fact, it didn't work. The economy couldn't produce. So the iPencil example, or the more modern children's story, how to make a pizza, nobody knows how to make a pizza, is a great example of what we call voluntary cooperation in a free economy. No one makes any of these people do any of these things. No one makes them grow rubber in Sri Lanka. No one makes them grow wood in California and Oregon. Uh, No one makes the metallurgist get a degree in metallurgy so that he can make pencils. All of these things are voluntary decisions made by free people in a free economy. And everyone coordinates among themselves voluntarily. There is no mastermind. Leonard Reed uses the word mastermind in the essay. He says, there's no mastermind. There's no central coordinator here. This is just simply how things work in a free society. People voluntarily cooperate with each other to accomplish things that are greater than any one person could accomplish on their own. So the SAI pencil is just a wonderful way of illustrating and understanding this idea of voluntary cooperation in a free economy. But it's also an illustration of something called the knowledge problem. And we're going to do a whole Policy Basics podcast on nothing but this issue of the knowledge problem in the near future. But the basic issue in the knowledge problem is this idea that the economy is so complex and even producing something as simple as a pencil is so complex and it requires so many things to happen at the same time that no number of bureaucrats together in a room, no matter how big their brains, no matter how great their Ivy League degrees, no matter how high their IQs, no group of government bureaucrats 
is capable of directing it from the top down. It's just too complex. It's just, there's just too much information and there's too much knowledge required. It doesn't matter how big you think your brain is. You're not smart enough to direct an economy from Washington, D.C., or from Austin, Texas, or from Columbia, South Carolina. So this is why we as conservatives, and this is why we as believers in the free market are so adamant about this idea, that government needs to simply create a legal structure, a property rights structure, a level playing field, and then just stay out of the way. Because most of the time when the government tries to direct things from the top down, they do a much poorer job than free people voluntarily cooperating in a free society. Now, you can find the essay I pencil any number of places on the Internet. It was originally published by the Foundation for Economic Education, or FEE, and you can go to fee.org, and you can find the essay if you want to read it for yourself. You can find a lot of information about free markets and free economies at our website, the website of the Institute for Policy Innovation, at www.ipi.org. So I hope you've enjoyed this brief discussion about nobody knows how to make a pencil. I hope that it helps you think about policy and to understand the superiority of voluntary cooperation as opposed to top-down government central planning. And we'll see you next time.